And now, The Fine Print with attorney Jen Rout. Hi, and welcome to The Fine Print with Attorney Jen Rout. I am Attorney Jen Rout, and with me, as always, is my lovable sidekick, Ben Needenthal. That is clearly the best descriptor for me that has ever existed. Lovable. Big, t- big teddy bear. I'm a big teddy bear of a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's new, dude? You know, living the dream. Yeah. All good things. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, uh, what, uh, what are we getting into today? Well, unfortunately, I've had a long another, list of... Is this pe- another heroin discussion? No heroin. <laughs> um, but, unfortunately... I hear so much about that now on the news <laughs> and stuff now. I'm like, oh, God, the heroin problem in Ohio is getting really bad. Yeah. I know that because a few weeks ago I talked about it. Right. So, yeah. And there's actually um, a company called Civic Hacks. So, civichacks.org, who is doing some great things and helping with the heroin problem oh. along with others it, it's a I great heard organization that they just made some sort of change to the legal system where if you are care it's like they they reduced the the amount that you have to be carrying by less by more than half and it, it's like if you're carrying like 100 grams it's considered a felony now and it's like big time jail time like they made it much more strict and everything like that just to try to combat the problem so I don't know yeah. if that's going to work or not, but I don't know. know if that's going to work, but you know, because <laughs> no. you know, people always take into, th- take into consideration the, uh, the, the consequences of their actions before they take their actions. Right. And, you know. and when you're addicted, you're yeah. really going to yeah, go, you're thinking, okay, oh, well, I... let me think long term. How is me carrying this much heroin on me going to affect me? Right. Hmm. My God, I hope nobody takes that out of context. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, no kidding. So, so, uh, so unfortunately anyways. we're doing what now? Unfortunately, uh, in the last week, I have had um, seven people pass away. Not necessarily close to me, but you know. And not like all together or anything like that. No, no. It was just a um, rash of uh, my neighbor was sick and passed away. A friend of ours committed suicide. We had no idea that there was any problems. She was the shining light, generally. Um, But. You know, she she was battling a whole thing that we didn't know about. Um, and then there's been some car accidents. And it's, you know, f- a lot of uh, illnesses of friends' parents. And those parents, have, parents yeah. have lost their parents. Uh, yeah. yeah, for... Whew, right. you know, Parent- this week we're throwing all grammar <laughs> out the fucking window, kids. <laughs> Clearly. So. But, um, you know, friends whose parents had been battling... Cancer or other serious diseases. It's weird diseases. to get to that age, isn't it? Where yeah. you start having like, because like I'm starting to have friends who whose parents are old and, and well, not necessarily sick just or... old, but you know, you know, people get to a certain age and they, you know, death starts becoming more of a reality. And you know, got and our parents' generation is kind of getting to that level, and it's it's weird being here, you know, as just as an adult. I mean, I'm 36, you're 34, right? So I mean, you know, it's and I don't know, that's that's my observation. So right. So, so I'm assuming we're talking about something with death today. We are. It's it's a sad topic, but it's some important things that I think everyone should know about. Um, we've already talked about those crucial documents that everyone should have: the will, the healthcare power of attorney, financial power of attorney, 
um, and a living will. I've gotten all those taken care of recently, by the by. Good job. Yes. So proud of you. As per our discussion. Good job. Um, so now we're going to talk about what happens after you die and specifically well, like, your like stuff. Afterlife type stuff? or <laughs> Your stuff. What I mean, happens to your stuff? There's a long tunnel and Jesus is going, come home. <laughs> I don't know why. He, that's, that's his job apparently in heaven is, is greeting people and coaching them down the tunnel. For, for the non-religious person you are, <laughs> interesting choice. I know. Well, I don't know. I, I know our demographic. So, so um, you know, what happens to all of your stuff and those you leave behind? And so what happens is probate, usually. Now, probate is actually a part of the Division of Court of Common Pleas. It is the Franklin County Probate Court for us, or probate courts in your each county um, throughout the state of Ohio. It's rectal exams, right? Ew. That's, probate? No. Pro- <laughs> pro- stop. Prostate stop. probate? Well, there's, it's a combination of the word prostate and probe. I mean, come on. <laughs> Throw me a bone here. All right. So mm. probate court. <laughs> probate court handles a lot of things. So first, that is where you get your marriage licenses. Probate court. That's where you can legally change your name. If you are Bob Smith and you want to be Malcolm X... In theory, you could do that. Um, There's a whole process. It's also where you go to get a guardianship or force someone into treatment for, like, the heroin addiction. Okay. You can go to probate court and take control of someone else's person or their finances or Does that person have to come with you? Uh, Sometimes, sometimes not. Wow. Um, For instance, there's an investigation period, but... If you don't have those four documents we talked about Mm. and someone is no longer competent because of a traumatic brain injury, because of Alzheimer's, because they are heavily addicted to drugs, they send a court investigator out to investigate. I'm just trying to think of the process of trying to trick somebody into probate. Well, it's not really tricky. Hey, there's a party. Here's the address. (laughs) I mean, oftentimes you do bring that person with you, especially if they are elderly. Yeah. And that person could consent Yeah. to a guardianship because they're like, yeah, I'm making a mess of things because I don't know what's going on. Right. That's normally when there's Alzheimer's or something along those lines. So yeah. all of that is stuff that probate handles. Okay. Primarily what probate is known for, however, is handling your stuff after you die. Okay. Okay. So, if you don't leave a will, we have what is called the Statute of Intestate Succession, which says, who gets your stuff when you die if you don't leave a will? See, so uh, intestate, that's another, like, like... You just have a dirty mind. I, you're talking about butt stuff like crazy, so, I mean... <laughs> intestate is not intestine, it's intestate. It sounds very similar. <sighs> lawyers, I swear. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> the probate court will walk the fiduciary. So, the fiduciary is the person who's normally related to the decedent, so the person who died. Um, and that person is either the administrator, which is often someone who is the next of kin. You said fiduciary? A fiduciary. So, that is either the administrator or the executor. It sounds like the kind of thing you need to get, like, you know, I don't know, <laughs> some sort of, like, I don't know. I don't know, I, I, I a cream for her yes. since you're sticking <laughs> wow okay i wasn't gonna go there 
I was actually going to say some sort of like certification or something to be a fiduciary. Sure. No, you can have fiduciary duty for all sorts of things. Um, what a fiduciary it is is a person who is taking responsibility mm. to act in the estate's best interest. Now, estate, often people think, oh, I need to have lots of money to have an estate. No. <laughs> Anybody can have an estate. Um, an estate is just the total of your assets. Or ass, uh, ass. See, see, see. Oh, it's all bad. That's the jokes write themselves, folks. Right. So, if you have a will, this is, by the way, how I'm going to deal with a, a serious subject like death. So I'm going to make ass jokes the entire episode. So the whole time. <laughs> all right. So. We're going to say Bob, Bob Smith, Bob dies. Poor Bob. Poor Bob, eaten by bears, Jesus. out camping. It's a happens, rough life. happens a remarkable <laughs> amount with, with you, especially. When you talk about death so much, you have to think of creative ways to die. So, um, Bob's gone. Bob leaves a house. Bob, let's just say Bob's not married, but he has two adult children. He has a house, a car, a couple bank accounts. Nothing great. And the house still has a mortgage on it. Hmm. Okay. What happens to those things? Well, if Bob left a will, his will will be followed through probate. Um, and Bob can name who his executor is. Let's say it's his son and then his daughter. Okay. And in that will, he can waive bond. Okay. So a bond is required if you have not waived it. So let's say Bob dies without a will. Or intestate. Well, then one of his next of kin, so in this case, son or daughter, could be the administrator. Okay. Here's the thing. When you apply to probate someone's estate um, and there is no will, you have to post a bond. And you have to post a bond for twice the cash value of the estate. So let's just say he had $50,000 between all of his bank accounts. That is a cash value of $50,000. He, the bond would have to be $100,000. And that means your next kin also have to be bondable, which means they have to have at least a decent credit rating, never a filed bankruptcy, no criminal record. Mm. Because they're going to handle money. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean. And a bond company <laughs> doesn't want to say, yeah, if you run off with the money, we're going to pay it back for you and then come after and you. And what do you do for a living? Money laundering. Yeah. <clears throat> You're not going to be on the list. Right. Yeah. Now, you can waive that by having the will. And either way, you now have to go to probate. And okay. then probate takes about six months. Generally speaking, most estates can be have have... Roughly $230 worth of filing fees. Yeah. Sometimes more, sometimes less. It depends on what's all in the estate and what all you have to do. And there are pleadings that have to be filed. And really, you have kind of three rounds of pleadings Mm. um, for your standard, very simple estate. It's the first one is to open up the estate. Okay. And that will eventually get either the administrator or the executor letters of authority from the court, which is basically a court order that says this is the person who can handle all the estate stuff. Okay? So that's first Here's round. Here's the responsible one. Right. It's pointing <laughs> the finger at that's the guy. <laughs> this is the guy who's least likely to run off with everything and screw everything up. Right. 
So that person then gets a federal identification number for the estate, opens an estate bank account, and starts gathering up all of the liquid assets, gives away, sells the material assets, maybe sells the house, maybe conveys the house to beneficiaries per the will or equally to the next of kin per the intestate statute, whatever needs to happen. So during that time and before you give anything away, your next round of filing is your inventory, which says, all right, I'm the executor administrator. I have gathered up everything that I can find. Here's the list of everything I found. And here's roughly what it's worth. So when you apply, you're guessing. Okay. Because you don't really know and you don't have any authority to gather up everything. Right. Okay, when we do the inventory, we see for real what you found. Bank accounts, IRAs, life insurance policies that didn't have a beneficiary, all sorts of stuff. Okay. So you list that out. Now, if that amount is higher than what you estimated, you now have to increase the bond. Okay. And we send this inventory to everyone who has a right to get it. So that's generally the next of kin or the beneficiaries of the will. Straightforward enough. And you can either have them sign off and say, yep, that looks good. No need to have a hearing. Mm. Or you can set it for a hearing. And then you go to probate court and you see if anyone shows up to challenge it. Like the Sackville Bagginses. The what? <laughs> Sackville Bagginses. You don't know what the Sackville Bagginses? Okay. No. You, you are not a nerd at all. What are the Sackville Bagginses? The, the, okay, this Baggins, they're Baggins from the town of Sackville in Lord of the Rings. They're the ones who are after Bilbo's estate. And all of his, oh. and they've they've been ca- they've been caught like trying to steal silverware and stuff like that. I might erase this part of the podcast. <laughs> Was this in the movie? Yeah, the Sackville Bagginses. It's it's a big thing. Like it's the part where Gandalf comes to see Bilbo at the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, and he's <laughs> and and there's a knock on the door, and he's like, oh, okay, it's the Sackville Bagginses. Hey, I've got to get out of here. Hanging on the bell all night, kind of. I, never mind. I'm, <laughs> Apparently, I've painted, I've painted I myself into a corner, folks. <laughs> Apparently, you I. You know don't. what? I'm leaving it in. Fuck it. <laughs> Apparently, I don't uh, watch enough movies, or it has been a decade or more since those were released. Yeah, one of these days, I'm going to get you talking about Supernatural or uh, or uh, um, um, uh, Smallville. And we're going to see where things go there. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right. So, so Lord of the Rings fact, reference, yeah. not not my strong suit, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, if you have a lot of greedy people coming after your money, <clears throat> it is at that hearing that they can say, no, there's more assets or no, the, this asset shouldn't be in the estate or whatever they want to argue. Okay. All right. So that's second round of filings. Third round of filings happens after or during um, when you are giving everything out. So Bob's gone. Son's the, we'll call him the executor. Everything gets divided evenly between him and his sister. So the next that he pays out everything gets a, you apply to have the real estate transferred into brother and sister's name. Everything has now been distributed. So now you do the final accounting. And with that, that shows here, again, everything we brought in, any interest earned, any 
extra refunds from life insurance pol- or from house homeowners insurance policies or anything. And here's what we're happened with everything we paid these bills we paid the last medical expenses um we settled this claim whatever happened Mm -hmm. we paid it all out we dispersed to son and daughter okay okay again beneficiaries can either waive or they can show up for a hearing and the hearings on the accounting so that would be the time per your reference that the Whatever Bill Baggins is. Them would come to the court and say, I deserve to get the ring or whatever it is. They didn't know that the ring was there. Okay, all of his money. Destroyed by Frodo. They're after like this silverware and they wanted bag end, Jen. Okay. God. Jeez. Well, that's where they would say, I was supposed to get the silverware, not the daughter or whatever they want to challenge. That's when they come to the. Okay hearing for that now if everyone's in agreement they just sign off and no one ever goes to court just the attorneys Mm, okay okay. now for doing that work as the executor or the administrator administrator um you are entitled to a certain percentage of the total estate right okay so you know under a hundred thousand dollars in ohio in ohio it's four percent of the total estate um Next $300,000, it's 3% and 2% of the balance after that. Um, and then 1% of all property that is not subject to probate administration, um, but that is includable for purposes of the Ohio state tax. Okay. Except for that provision, while still advertised on the probate court's website and everything, really doesn't matter anymore because we don't have... Ohio estate tax so no no more death tax in Ohio okay so this is the process and it can take uh, it normally takes six months of just mind-blowing fun yeah it's good times yeah um and there's reasons for keeping an estate open six months primarily creditors have six months from the date of death to make a claim against the estate okay after six months They've lost their right to make a claim. Gotcha. Um, So from an attorney perspective, sometimes there's reasons to hold off on opening an estate until after that six-month mark. Gotcha. Okay, but that's where you really need to talk to an attorney. Okay. Now, a lot of the big questions I get is, can I do this myself? Probate law looks really simple because there's forms. And they're available I, I, that online. That was not on my mind, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> right, and, because there's forms, and okay. there's a lot of online references, and Franklin County especially is very helpful, but any court that doesn't have the forms, you can get them from the Supreme Court of Ohio's website, and, you know, they're there. Problem is, if you don't know what to put on the forms, or who to include, or any number of things, there's a bunch of pitfalls, essentially. Okay. So if you try to do this on your Governmental own... Governmental bureaucratic pitfalls? Come on. Right. <laughs> Come on. I get it. I'm, you're shocked. But, you know, it's real easy to mess this up if you're doing it on your own. So you should at least talk to an attorney. Mm. Sometimes it's really simple. Other times, not so much. So talk to an attorney. See what's all there. Also, there's always a lot of questions of what do I need to pay? When do I need to pay? Where do I need to pay it out of? And 
The big one that gets confused is what goes into the estate account and what doesn't. So, if there are life insurance proceeds, and the life insurance company pens two checks, one to son, one to daughter, those are outside of the probate estate. Okay. They do not go in there. Um, it is mind-boggling to me, but oftentimes, son and daughter will then sign those checks over and deposit them into the estate account, which means creditors can then get to those funds. Why would you do that? I... Because they feel like it should all be accounted for somehow. Not right. It's talk not, to experts, folks. <laughs> right, not a good choice, but you know they do that. Um, or most recently, um, there's ways to avoid probate. But most recently, I had a family where we had done a transfer on death designation for the house for mom's real estate. Right to the children. Okay. Um, so we did that. So the house went from mom's name to kids' names. Great. Except for then, they kept paying for all the expenses for the house mm. out of mom's estate. Well, once that house is out of her name, mm. yeah, one, it's not ever part of her probate estate because it automatically transferred to you. But two, you can't use her estate money to pay for it. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Right. So making sure you understand what you're allowed to pay, what you're not allowed to pay, when to pay things. Or um, I have one right now where there's not a lot of cash in the actual estate. The biggest thing is a piece of real estate. Okay. Well, the real estate has a mortgage. There's no liquid money to pay for the mortgage. Mm. And the young executor is panicking. And she's like, I have to pay this. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Not your responsibility to personally pay it. Right. It will take a year before the bank will foreclose. No. Or file the foreclosure action. Then it can be delayed another three, six, nine, twelve months. Yeah. So we have time to sell the house, pay off the mortgage. Gotcha. It's fine. But it feels wrong. Yeah. And people want to do the right thing. Right. So they want to pay all this stuff, which is fine. So, okay, I get so theoretically, that. if they don't pay for it, I mean, that's not going to affect their credit or anything no. like that. It's, I mean, because it's all on. Right. The, in the Ohio. And the, yes. In Ohio, and this changes slightly based on the state, whatever debts are yours are purely yours. They do not fall onto your children. And depending on what they are, they may not fall on your spouse. Um, can't take it with you, folks. You Spend can't. it like you got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> we feel like we want to pay these things. Right. We want to pay off the credit card bill. Yeah. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's an unsecured debt. Yeah. Let's calm down. Loose ends. Yeah. Right. We don't need to spend every penny of the estate. Paying off these bills until we know what all we have. Right. Because that may not be the best use of those funds. Right. Because there might be something that has priority. Yeah. As far as secured debt that needs paid first. Okay. So we don't want to rush things. And everybody always wants to rush. Yeah. We don't want to rush. Okay. This is one of the, one of those times where the legal Slow system play. moving slowly is yeah. a good thing. Okay. That makes sense. Um, because we just want to make sure that... Everything has been accounted for and so on. 
The other thing that often gets messed up is people estimate. Hmm. If they had, if Bob had three accounts at Chase. Yeah. And one account at Fifth Third. Right. The probate court needs to know each account. <laughs> How much? To the penny. Yeah. On the date of death. Yeah. You can't just guess. Right. Because then you're not going to balance. And at right. the end, you have to balance. Right. It's it's accounting 101. Yeah. Everything that comes in has to go out. We can't have any money left in the account. Okay. Um, and when that estate closes, the estate account has to close because it has to have zero dollars in it. Okay. The other thing I've heard a lot of recently is um, someone flowing money from the estate into a trust and then after the estate closed they put took money from the trust account and put it back in the estate account that's a big no-no yeah the estate's closed you can't do that right why would they do that no one knows (laughs) probably because people are dumb animals they have well they probably have checks oh for the estate account okay and they don't realize the violations they're doing. Gotcha. And they had two bills related to trust property that, you know, all right, we'll just put money in the estate account. I'll write two checks. It'll be done. Yeah. So it probably is a very practical reason, but that's not necessarily what you're supposed to do. And if they talk to an attorney, the attorney would almost certainly advise them of the correct and, and most correct. prudent po- course of action, which leads us to what I, I so far... In this podcast, I think we've come up with two major rules for the average person. Number one, don't be a dick. Right. And number two, just talk to an attorney. Right. Just uh, before you do things. Before you do things. Yeah. Um, the old adage of it's better to beg for forgiveness than ask permission. Yeah. Works in some cases, not anything with law as right. a general rule. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, better to get that advice up front because it could be opening you up for personal liability. Totally. Yeah. Which we don't want you to have. No, especially if it's probate. Because, I mean, at that point, you know, you're dealing with the, the death of, of uh, maybe not a loved one, but somebody that you know right. and somebody you knew well enough to say, I trust that dude to take care of my stuff after I'm dead, you know. So you're dealing with all of that, and then you have to deal with the government bureaucracy on top of that. And if you're going and making legal errors that are going to end up costing you money, then things are really shitty. Well, and that is the time where families get pulled apart. Oh, yeah. You would think it's the time that everyone bands together, but often one person's handling the estate. They're required to follow all of these rules. And there's seven kids. One feels he's getting shortchanged. Well, the next thing you know, you have a fight between the siblings. Right. Because one person didn't get what... Mom had always said I was going to get the china. Mom didn't put it in her will. Or um, the big one is farms. Really? Bob Jr. always worked the farm. He had been promised all his life that the farm was going to be his. Yeah. But that's not what mom and dad did in their estate planning documents. So. I can understand why Bob Jr. would be a little pissed off Bob Jr.'s pissed. Yeah. Even though all of the kids are being treated equally, he was promised after years and years of working on the farm, the farm would be his. 
and now it's not. Sounds like a Pauly Shore movie waiting to happen. Totally does. <laughs> but I mean, that's a big one that happens a lot is, you know, you have five kids and there's one that shows interest in the family business. Whatever that family business right. is, it just often happens to be farming, it seems. Um, and that child's promised all of his life. When we die, you get the farm. You're going to take over the farm when we're gone. And then at some point, that child's doing well or whatever reason, mom and dad say, well, we really need to treat all of the kids equally. And all of a sudden, Bob Jr.'s not getting the farm that he's been promised all of his life. And that turns... I have a terrible joke. <laughs> so you could say that Bob, not Bob Jr., Bought the farm. <laughs> oh, that's oh, so God. bad. I might cut that out. <laughs> no, so, I'm not. Deal with it, audience. <laughs> ah! Right. So yeah. y- that's why I really advocate having the will. Right. Because then it's your intentions are clear. But what if Bob was promised, Bob Jr. was promised the farm all of his life. Mom and dad never did any estate planning documents. Hmm. Now you have five kids, each with a 20% share in mom and dad's total estate. Yeah. But Bob was the one, Bob Jr. was the one who had done all the work to build up the estate. Well, now he's only going to get 20% when he's the one who put in all of this labor and time and money for all of these years. And mom and dad just didn't do the right planning. Big problem. Yeah. And that causes a big fight amongst the family. I can see that. Um, or the other one that happens a lot, tragically, is someone younger dies. Mm. So, you know, 20s, 30s, they're like, they didn't do their estate planning because I'm young. I don't need a will. Yes, you do. Everybody yeah. needs a will. Yep. And if you are 18 years or older, you need a will. You need yep. a financial power of attorney. You need a health care power of attorney. Period. Yep. But we never got around to it. Okay, well, that person to own a business mm. with two other people. Well, now, guess what? Your estate has to be involved with that business. Yeah. And it might not be making decisions, but your one-third interest has to be represented. And now it's a big mess and going to take much longer than six months to straighten out because you didn't do the proper planning. Hmm. So, you know, it's important to do. Plan ahead. Right. So that's what you have to deal with when someone passes. The more better planning someone does. The, the smoother the transition for everybody on the other end. Right. And next episode, we will talk about how to avoid probate entirely through good planning. By never dying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's physical impossibility. So everyone's going to die at some point. We hope it's while doing something you love and enjoy and is so quick. you say. <laughs> he's thinking he's immortal. He's obviously lost his mind. One of us is going to learn the truth. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to be right on this one. So we'll talk about that next time. But in order to really understand why you want to do that estate planning, I thought it was important to understand the process of probate and the messes that can happen without good planning. Got it. Perfect. Well, uh, awesome. So, yeah. So, now I'm looking forward to your joke of the week. Okay. Well, excellent. First, don't we have some housekeeping to do? Yes, we do. All right. Yeah. If you would like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook. That's kind of our primary landing page where you can comment, get news, or suggest topics for a future episode. 
If you are already following us, thank you. We love you. Uh, you can also follow Boxland Media on Facebook as well. We do lots of things up to and including putting out the fine print with Attorney Jen Rout every week. And if you're a Twitter user, I am at the Almighty Ben on Twitter. Jen is not on Twitter and probably never will be. Nope. <laughs> and if you are new to the show, welcome. We hope you come back. And if you like the show, we would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out of your very busy day and head on over to iTunes, rate and review us. It really helps us out a lot with our visibility on the world's largest podcast repository. And finally, we would like to thank all of our listeners. It is because of you that our podcast even exists. If you like what you hear, please hit the subscribe button. And if you really like what you hear, remember, sharing is caring. <laughs> Jen, would you like to hear this week's lawyer joke of the week? Absolutely. Okay, well, uh, how many lawyer jokes are there? I think that's an infinite amount, but how many? No, there's only three. The rest are all true stories. Ah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, until next week, I am Ben Needenthal. And I'm Attorney Jen Rout, explaining again that ignorance of the law excuses no man from following it. We'll see you next week. This program is meant to be informative in nature and does not constitute actual legal advice or form an attorney-client relationship in any way. Views and opinions stated in this program are solely the views and opinions of the speaker. Each situation is different. Always consult an attorney in your state to analyze your specific legal needs. This program may change your views of attorneys in general, as they are not what they seem on TV. I mean, seriously, could the main character in Suits actually exist in real life? Boxland Media. Think big.